Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, aka The Guilty Environmentalist. It's like The Guilty Feminist, but with environmental stuff. Case in point, this morning, as a celebration, I treated myself to a millionaire's shortcake, shortbread cheesecake with a plastic spoon, single use. <gasps> My name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. I'm an environmentalist, but... <laughs> I think I'd be saying that we're like the guilty feminist except environmentalist, so... What are you... Uh, Bigging ourselves up quite I need, a lot. I need, an, I need an I'm an environmentalist, but, before but, we can uh, proceed... I, OK, sorry. I'm an environmentalist, but we're going to children's birthday party tomorrow and I fully intend to buy some plastic throwaway crap to wrap up and give the child <laughs> well there we go <laughs> judgment engaged what are we talking about this week this week we're talking about the overton window the overton window you say what the flipping hell is that i don't know people keep going on about it in the news so i thought I'd, we should talk and find out what it is uh apparently it's that thing where by adding more extreme right-wing people that now not previously right-wing people look like they're in the centre. Notice I'm not saying right or left because I think uh, that's a um, miss something or other. Uh, but we can get into that in the episode. Yeah. I don't think they're symmetrical. I think it applies to any I, either swing. Technically it applies to anything, but I think the, um, the idea that there is a that there is correspondence between extreme left-wingness and extreme rightness is a right-wing myth. Oh! <laughs> I think that oh. calling tolerance and equality and inclusion the, like, equivalent to wanting to round up people of a certain race and murder them, I don't think they sit on the same spectrum. I, I think it's being a good person or being a bad person. <laughs> I really like that you've expressed it that way. I have never thought about it that way. But yes, it is not. They are not opposite ends of a spectrum. Mm. I agree. Well, let's uh, the agree. <laughs> the, the I agree end. podcast. Well, I'm going to say something that you disagree with to create conflict and excitement in the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. That's the, so, yeah, it's just it's, it's people going more extreme so they can get away with stuff that previously would have been shocking. So we're going to talk about that. Basically, normalisation of absolute nonsense that we're all just jaded by now. And I think that, that all plays in as well. So let's do it. Hello, Vanka Magic. How is your life, briefly? <laughs> life is good, I think, this week. We had rain today. Woohoo! We had snow yesterday. Woohoo! No. For about 10 seconds. Imagine that. We've had almost no precipitation since December. So wow. Precipitation was required. So that's good news. It's been pissing it down here, Ivanka. It's been absolutely pissing it down here. I, know, I went, I, know. I did a half hour bike ride in the pissing rain this week. So, you know, it's not that great rain. I'm going to no. stop interrupting you now and let you tell your <laughs> quick story. The big thing that has happened this week 
is that a judge has made a judgment to say that the the expansion of Heathrow cannot proceed. Yes. And the legal basis is that it is not in keeping or in contravention of the Paris Climate Agreement, which in a world where law is based on precedent is a massive big deal, I think. Yes, excellent. So, I mean, there's lots of environmentalists on on the internet talking about tipping points. And I'm not sure that we're home and dry yet, but but the very fact that a judge said, hang on a minute, Mm. (laughs) we've agreed to this climate thing and now we're expanding the Heathrow, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. No, that's good news. That's excellent news. And one of the reasons it's good news, as I was discussing with my mother as I dropped her off at the ferry when she left on a recent visit, I was like, we were talking about something environmentally again. And uh, I was kind of, I'm just really tired. I want the system to be looking after this. I don't have, mm. you know, all yeah. this sort of like the constant guilt and the constant thinking about and the, oh my God, is the planet going to survive mm. is not a concern for individuals. It's a concern for the system. What is the mass of the planet compared to the mass of a single human being? Because, you know, relatively quite heavy. (laughs) It's relatively quite heavy. And all this, like, you know, I I absolutely think that there's much happiness to be found in living a less, less wasteful life and a life less dependent on, you know, what everyone's telling us we need to buy and wear mm. and eat and consume and uh, uh, consume and buy and throw away. However, can somebody else please work out? Can I have a think about it? Can we spread this load <laughs> of this planet which weighs yes. five with 24 zeros kilograms? Wow, that is very <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Withing, that wouldn't work on my withing scales. <laughs> I'm 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 over half a kilogram below my goal weight at the moment. Imagine oh that. No wonder you had a millionaire shortbread exactly. with a disposable spoon. <laughs> How am I? I, mean, I fuck it. If you're what? half a kilo below your target weight, why not destroy the planet in why celebration? Not? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's not the only thing I'm celebrating. I got to the end of my to-do list for my new app yesterday <gasps> afternoon. So we are in release candidate. I, I've i been saying the end of February, I've been powering, banging away at it. I've been really like working hard on it and it's, uh, it's looking good. And I think it's ready for app store submission. I've got to do screenshots. I've got to write some, I've got to probably sort of polish up some of the copy and stuff, which there's quite a lot of. But we are augmented reality data visualizations of what makes you happy. My it's, goodness. It exists. It exists. By the time you hear this podcast, hopefully, it may even be in the App Store. Well, certainly, <gasps> if you don't listen to the podcast the, t- the second it comes out, it will be in the App Store. Um, it's called Changes. It's by Good to Hear. And it lets you track your mood, write diaries, put little tags on everything, and then it gives you these wonderful 3D word clouds and a map of what where makes you happiest. And I'd actually quite like to see your map because 
your places are further apart than mine. <laughs> I want to see how that looks on a table. All I've got okay. to do this weekend is I've got to go to like Heels or like a posh furniture shop and do the augmented reality on a nice sort of like shop dressed table. Oh. So that the screenshots look nice. Oh, I see. <laughs> so it's basically a camera. Right, right, um, right, right. So, yeah, that's exciting. That is um, exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, so that's a big... That's I've been saying nine months, but it's seven months' work, um, like, all together, like, accumulated time. Um, I don't know, like, actual hours I have tracked, but I couldn't say offhand how many hours, but lots. Um, I also, this morning, signed up for PRS, which was a hundred quid payment I've been putting off for about three years <laughs> Just as I don't really have a hundred quid, but it's basically that means if something if my music gets played, I get paid some pathetic amount of money. So I've got that to look forward to. I probably will make less than the hundred pounds for the entire rest of my life, but we'll see. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Someone's gonna one day. Someone's gonna pick up on the peanut song. Someone day gonna to be the, rich. The YouTube videos. The YouTube views are like still pathetic on that. By the way, really. And it was a lot of work. Um, internationally filmed. And the final thing, I finally read my um, Amnesty newsletter. The first time. They send this new Amnesty magazine. Right. And, um, and this is like, this is, this is more kind of on the, you know, general podcast stuff. But like they, um, they had an interview with that Philip Racon, that Raconteur UN poverty report guy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I opened this because I've been wondering <laughs> what this, how the things have changed since. And it, he said, like, while there's sort of been vague kind of concessions around, like, the waiting period, the fact that the government is talking about policing instead of poverty and privatisation of transport and all these things still means that it's basically, you know, they're, yeah, they're ignoring changing. it. Nothing's changing. They don't care. And it's a disgrace. Uh, but it was great to see that because I've been, I've been donating to... Amnesty since what 2011 2012 and I just get the magazine and I sort of ignore it I'm like you've got my money you don't need my attention as well but I was glad <laughs> I opened it to yesterday and it's, it it's got lots that. of stuff especially now that we're talking about it that sort of thing on the podcast it's like oh I actually care about some of these things and it's interesting it's got all these little two minute what you can do in two minutes like email this person in Bahrain and say you want this person released or you know it's like these mm. a couple of things you can try so, yeah, maybe I'll uh, incorporate those in. Right, I've talked for long enough. You have, really. Seriously. <laughs> yes. <so>. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, Michael. After making me talk quick. <laughs> it's hard to say things quickly, isn't it? Woo!
Okay, this Overton window. Overton window. Um, I have to say that when I first heard it, which I can't remember when, I sort of imagined it as some sort of time, like the window of opportunity to do a thing. Or is it just the the context in which it was being used? I was like, oh, at some point the Overton window is going to expire (laughs) and then Mm. we will no longer be able to shoot our rocket into space because the stars will be pointing in the wrong direction. Uh, but then I, so I had to look it up because I was making up all sorts of definitions in my head. I'm just looking at the the Wikipedia page because this is a hack podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the policy scale, the policy spectrum from, it, I don't quite understand this axis of more free to less free, but it's like stuff that popular policy is sort of in the middle. Oh, in the middle is stuff that's actually policy. Then there's popular stuff around it. And then there's sensible stuff around that. And then there's acceptable stuff beyond that. And then there's radical stuff beyond that. And then there's unthinkable stuff beyond that, such as electing a TV star to be president of the United States of America or... Uh, worse, a reality TV star. Reality, t- not even... <laughs> not a- even a talented TV star. <laughs> we, watched, uh, we watched a film yesterday <laughs> called, on Netflix, it's the one with Seth Rogen and the politician one. We were just like, let's just watch something easy. And um, in that they've got Bob Odenkirk playing the president. So this is a recent film. They've got him playing the president and he's a TV star but like an actor, I think. But he plays the president on the telly and now he's been elected as president. <laughs> but he wants to not run for another term because he wants to try and move into film. He's like, yeah, it's really hard for, to move from TV to film. Like, <laughs> And what was great about the... Mor- I think the best thing I got from that film was that, I mean, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch this film, which I have not actually identified what it's called, let me just give people a chance to put their fingers in their ears if they... Long Shot, the film was called, um, with Seth Rogen and, and that one off The Office. Um, uh, the, I thought the best thing that happened in it was that she kind of broke ranks and said, yeah, fuck this pre- idiot of a president. <laughs> I'm kind of doing something real. And it's like, yeah, can we... Please, uh, the, 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 what we've seen of the Republicans... I, I, I find it incredible that no Republicans in the impeachment thing, remotely broke ranks. One person. One person broke. And that, that moment I was like, is that is this the wall breaking? Are other people going to finally be human beings again? No, they just absolutely, like, double down on this uh, partisan thing. And it's like, how, how is that normal? How is that within the Overton window on topic? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how, but that's, isn't that the sort of, isn't that how you shift the Overton window by getting people to pretend that what he's doing is normal? I mean, how do you go home and, and like, I don't, I, I, oh I don't my know. God, I, how, I mean, yeah, he's powerful, but like, you've got to sleep at night. Like you've got to. No, yeah, yeah. You've got you, to explain no, yourself to your kids. You've got to go. No, rash, <laughs> no rational human being can possibly think that Donald Trump is a good person to have in power. Surely no, no rational human being. Like, um, there's, the only way you can accept that surely is by either turning off parts of your brain or just uh, you're getting something out of it that we're not seeing. Mm. Yeah, He's just literally f- what, so powerful. He's forced his way. He's got dirt on every single Republican. I don't know. Like, what can he possibly be doing? <laughs> Or is it like the rep- the party? And he doesn't represent the party. He represents himself. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. And he's like, just, so yeah. it's not. They're not even protecting their party, are they? They're just turning their party into a, just a stain on history. But I've, yeah, I don't. I really. I don't. I don't understand this part. But equally, though, I have to say, when we were talking about you know what went wrong in the in the elections. Mm. Um, with the Labour Party, the actual party never really got never got properly behind Corbyn, who was the elected leader. But then, do the but it doesn't work the same in the in America, does it? They didn't elect. Oh no, they do. They elect their candidates for presidency, don't they? And then the the, the public like that's what we're having going through with the Democrats at the moment. They're working out who's going to be their candidate. Yeah, although technically that's like they get delegates. But technically, they don't have to choose the one with the most delegates. Like, it's it's kind of like advisory. But there was like some civil riots in the 60s that they were like, no, we have to do the one with the most delegates. Um, because like they were just going, I oh, know, no, we're going to ignore those uh, non-white communities delegates, obviously. Um, right. And that was what a lot of the kind of Martin Luther King stuff, those, you know, all that kind of business I was see. all around. Um, and then, yeah, so the Democrats, but technically like, you know, if Bernie gets the most, uh, not, uh, what delegates, they still don't technically have to choose him, but hopefully they will be bloody rioting in the street if they don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I, anyway, I think that that's the, a US yeah, politics. That's a US politics, but so, so, you know, the idea of getting behind, being behind the leader in public, I mean, it's, it is difficult because you can't, we can't, I can't in the same breath criticise the Labour Party for not getting behind the leader and then criticise the Republican Party for getting behind the leader. But surely it depends on the leader, Ivanka. Well... This is not a symmetrical situation. Again, I'm going to say, (laughs) getting behind Jeremy Corbyn is a very different thing to staying behind Donald Trump. I think what's interesting is because the right have been pushing the Overton window to the right, then you do get Andrew Yang pushing, like running for the president on like universal basic income campaign, which, by the way, like people were behind that idea in the 60s, like presidents. I I can't remember which one, but like... Behind universal basic income. Yeah, this 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 idea has been around for a while and it was actually like something that the the president, you know, they thought was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This this is the thing we have... It is my understanding that we are... We we have been shifting more and more to the right over time. Hmm. We have had like things that were normal, like working weeks, um, the idea of publicly funded projects to help employability, um, you know, there's all these uh, through reading, you know, doing stuff for the podcast. We've we've cited examples. Mm. I mean, the existence of the the NHS breaking in in the UK will be an interesting one because I'm waiting to see where they sort of go. It costs eighty pounds to visit your GP, and everyone goes, and then they go, okay, a fiver, and everyone goes, oh, okay then, mm. and then suddenly we're paying to go to visit our GPs because they have shifted something, you know, gone unthinkable. We've all gone, and they've gone, they've brought it 
back, but not all the way back to free healthcare at the point of care for everyone, no matter. Um, do you know what I mean? So it's, I think it's we're... the slow erosion of the values behind these systems and these and yeah, like everyone used to be a socialist, and now it's really interesting to watch how Trump makes like stuff that a polit- politician would never say that would never be acceptable for a really? politician to say. Oh, but he's, he's just saying it this, how it is, man. He's, he's just, just got one this of us. way, hasn't he, of just like saying whatever the hell he wants. And then it's weird how news and it's just like the way news cycles work is oh, that was said. And then if he keeps saying a new thing, there are never any consequences for any of the things he's saying. Is it just no. like because it's this um, fire hose of absolute nonsense that means that nothing ever gets dealt with that he's now up to what's the lie counter up at now like 13 15,000 probably I don't know like um how does this stuff become acceptable how does it have no consequences when the frustrating thing about politicians has always been that they won't say anything and yeah like you hope that if uh, I guess like the Overton window doesn't have to be just shifting left and right it could just be honest yeah. or like oh, open, yeah. transparent or yeah, not yeah, transparent yeah, yeah. in politics i suppose that's an interesting way that that hope you'd hope that other people could benefit from what trump or, has or just shown us or simple rudeness acceptable levels of rudeness acceptable levels you know the way he speaks is where is a way we all tell you know we all we wouldn't accept for ch- from children our own, no. other people's, in a playground. We, if we listen to a child speaking like he does on a bus, we'd be like, that child is very ill-bred. Well, that's the, but the thing is, like, he speaks from, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, this, that, you know what I'm... Like, there's innuendo, there's always, like... But it's from this sort of dominating perspective it's from like it's always from above hey you these like and it is like people do find him charming people do and also whenever you hear about someone meeting him in person he's the most like flattering kind of like complimentary person that you could ever meet by the sound of it like um but he like a child could not do that because the child does not have the swagger does not have like I, i you you have to have a sort of slightly perverse sense of your own self-importance to be able to behave like Donald Trump as well. But also just the content of what he says we would not accept, certainly. Well, well, absolutely. I mean, the fact that he was recorded, the fact that the President of the United States of America is recorded, that we have all heard with our ears of him talking about grabbing women by the pussy... Who the fuck ever in ever has says that? You know, my, I mean, my 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 husband is the kind of guy that you know. If you meet him, you'd probably think he was quite laddie. Mm-hmm. And he's been on holiday before now with like you know went been on a on a trip with some guys and one of the people was speaking about his wife and my husband came back. It's like. It took him, he still mentions it maybe every six months because he's so incredulous <laughs> that somebody would speak. He's like, it's not even, you know, this kind of locker room talk. It's like there is no locker room it's, talk where people talk like that. sexual assault admission. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... A boast. It's a yeah, boast yeah. about sexual assault. Which is... Also in, also interesting this week in the news is Harvey Weinstein being oh, yeah. co- that was convicted. Good, that was good. 
Um, the, the, like we've had a couple of good ones this week. I did see we that that Poland has done some. They've got they've declared loads of areas LGBT free free zones. I mean, they shouldn't be allowed in the EU. Well, do you want to make like that? That is like if the EU's going to serve any purpose, it's got yeah. to be for going no. I understand that you've got this weird, fucked up history with the Catholic Church, but you yeah. need to sort your shit out. <laughs> well, well, let's not like... forget that we did this in the 80s. Like so Article 22, is it called? Section 22? Uh, Thatcher brought in that prevented um, prevented schools from talking about homosexuality right. and like branded that all as... So, yeah, we did it. And it, that, when did that get revoked? Um, Re- very recently, I think. Yeah, I think really section... recently. What was it? Section 28, sorry. Section 28, sorry, everyone. I should know this. Um, it oh, was in 1988 and it got re- was repealed in June 2000. So we're 20 years. We've got 20 years on Poland at this point. All right. Like, um, <laughs> I'm still not letting them off. <laughs> yeah, no, we certainly shouldn't let them off. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that this week. I was like, Because, you but, know, this, this is still a country that debate, you know, debates quite openly but a lot of it's to do with the fact that Catholic Church has had such a strong hold. Um, you know, mm. they talk about they've the, this week on Shrove Tuesday in this country. It's not Pancake Day. It is. Uh, it's basically Mardi Gras Day. Everyone dresses up in costumes, and then they they burn a th- an effigy of something. Mm. And uh, so, I, m- my daughter's nursery did one, and you're supposed to blame the effigy for all the things that you've done. You know, the the things that you've done badly in the year, and then it gets burnt. And if mm. I've understood the explanation correctly, <laughs> so she blamed it on her getting cross at bedtime, apparently. And then, then the teacher read out what all the different kids had said that <laughs> that were the fault of the. The effigy thing. Anyway, in a, in a Croatian town, they burnt uh, an effigy of, a, I think, an LGBT family nice. or something. Like, like it, it doesn't come in regular news that you have. So I've, I follow a few Facebook groups that... But, you know, it's just like... Yeah. There's, there's a reaction of people that are uncomfortable with LGBT uh, rights to the... Overton window <laughs> moving yeah, over and yeah, making yeah, yeah, that yeah. an acceptable okay yeah uh, making people acceptable and like you only have to like that like the pride march last year in london like just that moment where like i saw the police coming and i was like oh god the police and it was like it was the lgbt police part of the parade <laughs> followed by the nhs part. i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, how yeah. can anybody have any doubt that this is <laughs> this is a normal thing normal. in yeah animal in humanity this is a thing so you know get used to it and it is not a threat to you not you know no that's a th- yeah they're yeah, not yeah. rapists yeah yeah they're just like someone the same gender yeah. like they're not rapists and yeah. they're not pedophiles for no. fuck's sake no. like uh, i think um, a, a major thing here is the fact that you know a man talking about grabbing people is somehow allowed to be the president where two people loving each other is somehow sort of like, uh, you know, I don't like it, creeps me out. I don't even know what people use as their argument. People don't, I mean, anyway. Yeah, well, so, we yeah. know it can, you know, we, it's, um, you know, it's it makes you uncomfortable if you're scared of it, probably because you don't know anything about it and you are confusing it, you're conflating it with, you know. Something else. Paedophiles. It seems like you look at the headlines on... um. Yeah, like yeah. the first gay character on EastEnders and the headlines were like, get this filth off our TVs. 
like the British press. Can you believe? <laughs> yeah. The, so that yeah. was that's the mindset um, when when there's ignorance, and I'm not. You know, I think. You know, I I don't claim to have not been ignorant for most of my life, but you know, that's. But I think the um, what I'd say is um, how does all this stuff get normalised? I I would say this sort of like this information apocalypse that we're in is a part of this. But there's, I think there's two things here. Information apocalypse. Well, I just mean there's too much stuff. There's too much news. There's too much media. There's too many websites. There's too many ads on Facebook. There's just too much of everything to this fire where it used to be quite boring and there'd be some news every so often. Now it's (laughs) like you just pick up your phone and you can find 20 things to get angry about. Um, Or even if just the telly is like like 24 hour news, even that like is, is sort of part of it. But so, so there's this like when you don't get a chance to even form an opinion about each thing except your initial reaction that to to certainly not to do anything about it or to actually like make sure it stops happening like i don't think we get that opportunity anymore there's no time to reflect do you have to force yourself to make time to reflect in this day and age also what you were talking what we were talking about with um the oh yeah but that's that same it's like if the cancel culture that was it if Mm. you um you're not really allowed to reflect you're not really allowed mm. to go, you know, and I, I I don't know how this works positively and negatively, but it's like, oh, that made me feel uncomfortable. You can't mm. say that it made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but it did make me feel, you know, like it's like you are evil, you're bad, pile on, pile on. We're actually, mm. you know, to be able to go, Ugh, and then someone go, it's like my daughter, you've a new food. Ugh, I'm not trying that. Mm. <laughs> you can do whatever you like, but you cannot say to food. Mm. You don't have to like it. But you cannot say so. Then you can talk about what uh, means. But if you're not allowed to go uh, or uh, or ah uh, or whatever your weird human initial reaction is, yeah. then your initial uh, what's the bit at the bottom of your brain cerebellum? Your uh, animal brain, animal your brain reptile brain going, that is oh, super racist. I've not seen this before. S- yeah, yeah. <laughs> super racist <laughs> animal attack. brain. Like run away. get away. Oh, that's slightly different. <laughs> Def- run away from it. Yeah, like so. What we've got is what we've got. Let's let's forget about our higher brain functions and imagine that we're all just our animal brain. What we've got is most like the majority of people walking around with their animal brains that uh, don't want to deal with anything that's too different because that makes them scared it puts them into a fight or flight mode but unfortunately you've also got people that are different that are part of the same society that also have an animal brain that they're scared of things that but like i guess i guess it's probably more likely that you're scared of yourself for being different than that you're and you're scared of other people that will see you as different so You've got scared people that are a minority and then scared people that are the majority. Um, As society has developed, more and more of the scared people in the majority have learnt how to use some of their higher brain functions, some of the more like um, sophisticated human faculties, to start to look at those people that for- that formerly we were scared of and realise that they're actually not scary. They're- they are actually the same as us if we look past the superficial differences. But that takes conscious, rational brain and it doesn't work if you just use your lizard brain because your lizard brain just sees colors and shapes and like uh, behaviors that are different yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
So as more and more people are using their higher brain functions to actually like be a bit more like rational about how they interact with other people and realizing that there are benefits as well to including more people in society and having a more diverse culture is has all sorts of benefits um there are still people who i guess aren't as ingrained in a multicultural or multi you know like um different types of people area that aren't forced to use their higher brain functions to yeah. kind of overcome their animal based brains and I think this um, Overton, I think a lot of what's happening is a reaction of those people to being told that they're supposed to use their, their they're supposed to think harder, make America think harder yeah. um, before judging things. But that takes effort and it takes time and they don't see the benefit and they find it tiring and they feel like they're always going to get it wrong. And it's just like they feel like they can't win. And suddenly someone's come to them and said, well, maybe you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like maybe you don't have to be inclusive. Maybe you don't have to after all. And they and it's and then suddenly all of that, everyone just gets to go, oh, I don't have to use my I don't have to think about this anymore. I can just go with what my gut says, go with what my base brain says. I think there's a couple of things or to add to that, perhaps because of the way that the world is becoming more connected, more of us can travel, we get more information, we get more pictures, we get more, we know, we see more. There are more things to freak out your lizard brain. Certainly, certainly. And, and There's not, more opportunities. You're not seeking yeah. them. So instead of like encountering a person who's different to you, you know, walking down the street in your village... Mm. You are walking down the street in your village and everybody looks pretty much the same. But then you pick up your phone and it's like, whoa, what, what's all this about men marrying men? Because they're not, in you know, it's not being, mm. it, it's kind of coming at them uninvited as well. Because, mm. you know, like to be, to be learning, because things are bomb come at us uninvited through our, phones we're not even setting ourselves up into a right i'm going to learn something new today let me see about indigenous cultures in something somewhere else it's just mm. look at these freaks Whoa. and mm. so we we respond like like we are being invited to respond we're like at this we're at the circus yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like there's at a the they're, they're not included within our you know our, our circle of empathy is ultimately the the problem here here's um is and just here's um well what i wanted what i wanted to just like try and figure out is i feel like it's more effort it's effort to be inclusive and mm -hmm. it's easy to not be inclusive Right. Tribalism yeah. is sort of this instinctual thing. And it's I think it's easier not to be inclusive and not to take the time to go. Oh, this, this person's a bit hard to understand and it's making it a bit hard work to talk to them to sort of get over that hump and actually realize, you know, like make yeah, a connection yeah, yeah. with someone. Um, so I feel like left is more work than right. But I don't think like. The, the right are clearly putting their putting work into something like this all these all this brain capacity that's not being used to sort of figure out how to include people doesn't just disappear like it's being used for something else instead like what 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 is that 
the words that come to my brain, and I don't, I don't want to be like disrespectful or that's my problem with these kind of things. But actually, the words that come into my head are working out how to benefit more from other people in a, in a negative, you know, take advantage of, to manipulate, to exert power. In, that's what I think the rest of your brain's doing how if it's not working out how, how to. to- if it's not putting effort into going, you're not the same as me, but there's nothing wrong with you and I can, we can still be friends. Um, I will trust you and I we will, will use tr- the yeah. power of trust, trust to both benefit. It's the, no, it's a yeah. zero sum game and I've got to do everything I can yeah. to I've figure out how to beat you. you. Yeah. And so, and I, and I, and I think that's it. I, I think it, that's true, Ivanka. I think, and it's very unfortunate, but I think that's... There's a lot of brain power goes into that and you do see it like it's like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to get around this system, get around this person, get around that, what I can lie about, what I can't lie about. I think there's a lot of that happening, isn't there? And And, and for me, like we've just we've made friends with some new people this week that these people... um, I mentioned them off podcast. People that came have moved back to the island from Hong Kong, and they're just really happy, and it's really nice to hang out with them <laughs> because they're like, "Yeah, we could do that, and you could do that, and we'll do that." You know, like there's this kind of like, right? We've we've all both turned up into a small environment, and we need friends, mm. and so let's you know let's talk about positive things and how we can be friends. And it's it's very nice to meet people like that who have mm. that a positive outlook. Um, but yeah, I think that's the that's the sad truth. No, we find ourselves ever alone, ever alone. Trust between two people must be grown, must be grown. With all the worries of the world in our hands, maybe we don't need to. it's everyone out for themselves then you don't have to feel bad about screwing other people over but that's not sustainable that's the thing that if your brain is thinking if if you're a person with a brain that's thinking about cooperation Mm -hmm. and you're trying to deal with somebody who's thinking the exact opposite from a sort of it's very hard to anticipate their moves Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, yeah. So I never in a thousand years think of doing that. So therefore, I wasn't ready for that attack. Mm. <laughs> and that's and that's a, a weird thing. And here's here's the here's something optimistic is just to say Go on. that um, <laughs> look the, the, the sort of rise of socialism came out at times of chronic inequality, like the the sort of welfare state and all that. But even like before that, Victorian times, there was this massive inequality, and um, suddenly people were going like this just doesn't work and then sort of socialism and like cooperation began to thrive helping other people was in an environment where it could thrive we're we've been experiencing an environment that's been relatively dominated by 
socialist behaviors by sort of like inclusive ideas in you know, certainly the culture and tv and films are all kind of around that um and just game theory says that as soon as one strategy dominates then it's sort of easier to undermine using another strategy so you sort of yeah. get the opposite strategy coming in and the thing is like if then that starts to take over then that could happen, but then if it reaches a certain point, then it will be overtaken again by the cooperative strategy. And it's just like there is an ebb and flow. And even though we know that overall cooperation works better, and that's why we have all these cooperative instincts baked into our behaviours, uh, programmed deep into our hearts, um, it's not 100%. And the fact that someone can get ahead by just lying to people that are inherently trusting it, it if it's not perfect then it's always going to have these ebbs and flows and things coming in and it's disappointing that it's got to the state of it, it's got relatively extreme but still probably like in long term and on a longer time scale isn't as extreme as it has been in many ways it's just more transparent isn't it yeah yeah i i think what one of the things that i think remains a problem and it's one it's to do with branding and pr for different ways of thinking <laughs> if you take advantage of somebody in the style of donald trump mm. somehow you get exalted you look how clever is taking advantage of all those people mm. and if you are trusting and you were ah oh, look naive silly there's some sort of cleverness has been branded on on, on being smart enough to rise to the top regardless of method where actually we need to, you know, in the same way that, that we need to stop rewarding people who amass, who steal, what did you say, take huge mm. amounts of wealth yeah. in the same way we need to stop holding them into some sort of some higher vision we also need to look at these the it's not about what you achieve it is absolutely how you achieve it mm. and if you look at interviews with people like the guy the, the ceo owner whatever he is of um sap whatever that thing is uh, he's a billionaire and he's like amazingly open about Gem, the sort of equality in the world and has a complete sort of a complete sort of steward ownership approach all those kind of things it's like it's not just about the what you achieve mm. it's got to be about how you do it okay. these days all right i think i can go for that This podcast is ending now, listener. What's happening? Uh, are these on autoplay? Is it going to play the next one of this podcast? Is it going to play another podcast? What's going to happen now? Are you at your phone? Are you doing something else? Are you on your bike? Probably shouldn't be. I do it in one ear on my bike, but so I can't get to my phone afterwards. So, like, what are we supposed to... And uh, Like, I skip... What do you do? Like, I skip over the please subscribe, please pay us money, please if you do this when i listen to a podcast so like what are we after you don't have to do you know you know if you if you're a subscriber to podcasts you know about subscribing you'll figure it out if you're not then you know you probably won't so uh, what is the point of this outro <laughs> it's to remind you of the possibilities which apparently helps what are they <laughs>
there. Sorry. <laughs> I think you might. No, no. I think that's good. I think, yeah, the possibilities are. Shall I, shall I reel off well, some if possibilities your phone's in your hand, what can you do? You could follow Ivanka. You could. How? Uh, you follow me, at Ivanka, on Twitter. How? What do you mean? By going to your Twitter app. So you go, if you've got <laughs> the Twitter app, you go into that, you search, you have to search, you have to careful, be careful Actually, not to accidentally better. tweet Just Ivanka. Just whatever you do. Oh, all right, all right. Go to grandpodcast.com. <laughs> That's the best place right. to go. And then click you've on the links on there. You've got a subscribe button and you've mm. got links on there to all of our profile stuff, all the stuff we do. Yes. Uh, you've got links to all the things we mention in podcast, references, links to Wikipedia. We've Googled stuff for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how kind are we? Yeah. <laughs> We've got a whole library section. We've got a library <laughs> section. And so, and if you did like the podcast and you wanted to help us, you just have to click on one of those Amazon links. <laughs> Amazon. Uh, when I say Amazon links, you go, but there's Amazon links, which you can... Uh, that didn't work. <laughs> um, and we get paid for whatever you then subsequently buy on Amazon. So, you know, when you buy your thing that costs 50p and gets delivered within an hour, we get five, one p half a p? I don't know. Fraction, some tiny fraction of a penny that we don't get until we've got £100 anyway. So, um, you know, but it's possible you could help. We've got Patreon if you've got money as well. Just go on the website. Yeah, yeah. go to grandpodcast.com and then do stuff. Uh, that's the easiest. Also, tell, tell your mates. Yeah, tell your mates. Stop a person. If you've stopped at traffic lights, you're on your bike. Turn to the person next to you and go, do you know what? Have this podcast. <laughs> I've heard this podcast. They're really annoying. Yeah. And if you're not bothered about Ivanka and just want to hang out with me, <laughs> you can come on my which, Twitch which stream. Which almost never happens. No, basically. I don't know why anyone would just... Just like a ha- little handful of nerds that want to watch me do some programming. You can come find me on twitch.tv slash Michael Forrest. And on, on that chaotic outro... It's we, beautiful. I love it. we say goodbye? Yes. Okay then. Goodbye, listener. Bye, bye, we bye, love bye. you. <laughs> we do. Bye. <laughs>